0: Hi and welcome to going within is the new going out It's your mindset coach Carol Ann Reed here and together in this podcast we're going to be tuning out from the outside world and deep diving within because after all that's where the magic happens Hello you beautiful soul and welcome back to another episode of Going Within is the new Going Out. And in today's episode we are looking at let's let's shine a little spotlight on that old friend worry. I know it this is something that is coming up a lot at the moment. And I put a little call out as well, sort of saying, if you've got any topics that you would love for me to dive into, any questions that you have, and this still stands true. You can literally head over to my Instagram, Facebook, you can DM, you can send an email. I would love to know if there are any topics. One of the topics that came through, more so now than ever, is worry. Ways to really begin to release this almost obsessive worry, what what was sort of coming through for people is people are going from worrying about one thing and then the next fleeting thought was worrying about something else. Like, let's just be honest, with the current climate, like, not just, <laughs> that is literally a whole other topic, isn't it? Not just the, um, the climate weather-wise, but with the things around government, financial crisis and changes that people are experiencing, uncertainty. And that's the one that we're really going to be looking at today is the role that uncertainty has on our mindset, on our mental health, our physical health, our spiritual health, and what it really takes to begin to change from this worrying about the uncertainties and perfectionism and control, and how do we begin to kind of relinquish some inner peace and ways and strategies to move forward. So first of all, let's just say that worry is a natural human response because our brains need to always be on the lookout for any perceived threats or uncertainties. That's a part of our makeup. But then if you add in the likes of gossip, you add in the likes of social media, news, highlights, radio, we are inundated with hearing about these perceived threats. Did you hear about that thing the other day? Did you hear about that woman walking down the street? Did you hear about that business that just made X amount of million people redundant? We are constantly being reminded of the uncertainties in the world. So that is a natural thing. It is just a part of our brain's makeup to observe, to absorb and be aware of these things. So I think kind of from the get go, you really, really want to be cautious and aware of the things that you are absorbing and allowing in. That's number one. Let's just get that one straight in there. But what can often happen is with worry, it begins to kind of go into repetitive and intrusive thinking about potential negative outcomes and scenarios. We begin to worry about things that may once have been quite normal to this excessive chronic worry about the what-ifs in life. And this can massively impact our mental, physical health, as I've just said, but the typical things that it leads to is, especially if it's prolonged worry, heightened anxiety, increased stress levels, sleep, massive one it impacts sleep, physical symptoms such as stomach problems, headaches, tension in the jaw. And I think if we were to start by looking at the difference, let's like lay it on the table, between healthy concern, because like we said, it's a primal instinct, and excessive worry kind of see where you sit with this. So a healthy concern kind of involves like a reasonable level of attention and consideration towards sort of potential challenges or problems. So it's an awareness and and it can actually lead us to constructive actions and problem solving. So when we're aware of these things, it kind of gives us a chance to step back and go, right, what's the best way for me to approach this? Is there anything that I can do here? Whereas on the other hand, Excessive worry goes beyond what is necessary or productive. It becomes all-consuming, distressful. It can interfere with just your like daily functions in life. A healthy concern is also short-term. So I will hold my hands up like we're all human. I worry about things. This is so normal, but it's making sure that is this a short-term thing or have you kind of allowed that to go into what I call like your backpack? Are you carrying this forward with you even though the danger might be over or the threat's not real or something that you were worried about hasn't come up, but what if it happens again? What I see a lot of people do is they experience a worry, a potential redundancy and then they don't get made redundant, as an example, but they put that fear and worry into their backpack, and years later, they're still carrying it around with them. They're still watching their back. They steal every email that they open from their business. They're expecting it to be a redundancy one. The impact that that can have on our physical, mental, and spiritual health is just off the scale. It's, yeah, it's kind of looking at, is it short-term and that more goal-orientated, or is it that excessive worry where it is kind of longer lasting and definitely unproductive? Some of the really common reasons why we worry is we worry about losing control. This is one of the things that we're really going to be looking at today. So number one is losing control, feeling out of control. That can often lead to perfectionism. We want to make sure every every duck in life is in a row and if there aren't any ducks then we will worry about finding ducks because surely things should just be right and it's like everything has to be laid out in front of you you've got to know exactly what you're doing when you're doing it what it's going to look like how it's going to be and then on the flip side you've got some people that will just bury their heads in the sand and that will lead to self-sabotage procrastination because that need to control they just don't know where to begin So do you kind of fall into the more perfectionist or procrastinator? Over however many years now of doing this, I have found that most people tend to fall into one category or a bit of both. So have a little reflect on that one. Another thing that people tend to do when they worry is catastrophize. They jump to the worst case scenarios and really magnify any potential problems. If we look at this from a manifestation and law of attraction point of view, the moment that we start to catastrophize, our brain is actually creating a fictitious scenario. It's not real. So what it wants to do is get more clarity. It wants to cross the T's and dot the I's. It wants to know all the different ways that this might happen. That's just the way that our imagination tends to go. Then you throw in the emotion on top of it. Well, your your RAS, your reticular activating system gets activated. So therefore, it becomes something that your mind will look for it will literally begin to look for worst-case scenarios. And trust me, you will find them. And then another two things that kind of falls into the control, the lack of control, I suppose, is uncertainty. Fear of the unknown, unpredictable outcomes can really contribute to this excessive worry and also past trauma. So we don't just want to be saying just worry less, think positive, expect the best to happen because so many people are carrying past pain, past trauma that can influence worry patterns in the present. So this is where you have to kind of gauge it yourself. I'm going to be sharing a couple of steps with you for you to begin to kind of As I said before, like relinquish that control. See what role you are playing in excessive worry and ways to kind of deal with that and feel into, does this feel like it needs someone else's eyes on this? Does it feel like you need support in this? And if so, you go and do it. For your sake, for future generations, for your health, for your wealth, for your life, it is worth the investment. I'm the first to support others in investing in themselves and. Gosh, I think it's because I see the evidence that it comes back tenfold. I still often need this reminder myself that we are worthy of that investment, the time, the energy. Let's first have a look at something that I call the circle of control. Now, I want you to kind of use your imagination for this. Imagine that there is a circle in front of you and in the middle of that circle is the word control. And I want you to really start to think in your life, what are the things that you can control? What is in your control in your life? I'm gonna sort of help you along. We can bounce off this together. Just imagine that we're having a brew and we're talking about this together. So you, your thoughts, your actions, your behaviors, what you think, what you decide to wear, what you eat, what you consume, what you express to others, what you don't express to others, what music you listen to. Can we see how, and the list goes on, can you you see how from these examples, there's like one significant thing that there is in common, and that is you. The one thing guaranteed in this life. Now I know what you're thinking, I can't control myself. But you can, that is the only guaranteed thing that you can control in your life, it's you. But what I see so often is when people are worrying, when people are feeling anxious, we try to cling to control and often it's the things that are uncontrollable. I literally have this this quote that's really helped me, it's very simple, but it's, you can't control the uncontrollable. And when you just take that in and take a breath and you bring it right back to the basics of what you can control, and that's you, your thoughts, your actions, your behaviours, decide in those moments, right, I can feel myself worrying or stressing about something. I'm going to bring it right back to the basics. What can I control right now? Right, I can control what I listen to. I'm going to put on one of my favourite songs. I can control what I want to drink. I'm going to go pour myself my favourite coffee, <laughs> wine, whatever that is. I'm currently, I have this slight obsession with trip. This isn't an ad, by the way, but it's like a CBD drink. Currently have one right by my side. Like, what do you have control over in those moments? I'm trying to put this can down really quietly now. There we go. (laughs) And it's about relinquishing. It's about releasing the need to control and bringing it right back into you. Then on the external of you in the middle of that circle, you've got things that you can influence. These are things like work relationships, family relationships, behaviours of people that you're with. This is one that quite often people stumble over because we can't control other people. You could have a cattle prod, you could have a lump sum of money, you could have... But you can not fully control other people, even our kids, pets, whatever that is, but you can influence. If you're a kind person, you're grateful, you show respect, I'm pretty sure that you will influence other people to receive that back. They will naturally be influenced by the way you are, the same way as when you see people that are rude in the workplace you don't really want to be polite to them. Their influence is actually having a negative knock-on behavior. That kind of circle of influence, this is where you can, again, once you really sort of relinquish yourself back in, you focus on what you can control, then choose to respond. Respond over reaction. And guaranteed your influence is going to be so much more powerful, so much more in alignment. And then the last kind of circle on the outside of it, I'm sort of going to see if I can add an image to this podcast, so do make sure that you check out the notes for this, is the circle of concern. And I don't know why it's called the circle of concern, but these are just things that you can't control. That doesn't mean that you need to be concerned about them, although... (laughs) I am about to say the weather, the government, war, politics. (laughs) Oh, if we don't laugh, we'll cry. But those are the things that, I'm sorry, you just cannot control. You can sit, point your finger and shout at the TV. You can gossip. You can bitch. You can all of these things. But we just can't control. At a push, we can influence. If you were to go protest or you go and start a, a... Thing online, you can do all of that lot, but that's only really going to influence. Yet, how many people spend so much time worrying about things that they, that, that they can't control, that are completely in that zone of can not control? Violence, celebrity habits, that is something I hear so, and I do sometimes fall into this trap myself, where I'm like, really? This shouldn't be allowed to be shown for kids, and why do they just They have to constantly show TV programmes where there's hot people having sex and this is just becoming the norm for people to sit at nine o'clock at night and watch. I can't can't do anything about that. So what's the point in being concerned? So really managing your expectations and managing what you're worrying about is massively going to benefit you. I'm going to leave you with this kind of last little, almost like a step-by-step process as well that can really help you in it's called cognitive restructuring. It's a very fancy word. It's from CBT. But this is basically challenging your thoughts. This is like one of the one of the really powerful techniques that I often recommend to clients. And what this is, is it's a method to really challenge and change those worry inducing thoughts. So As I said, it's a CBT, so a cognitive behavioral therapy technique, but it involves identifying and then changing those negative thoughts that are leading you to worrying. And it's based on that understanding, which you and I have spoken about so many times in these podcasts, that it's based on the understanding that our thoughts significantly influence our emotions and our behaviors. And by challenging our thoughts and altering these thought patterns, this can reduce anxiety, improves our mood, it lowers stress, it helps us to worry less. In the context of worry, we can really use this cognitive restructuring because it helps us to address the irrational or let's call them like exaggerated thoughts that contribute to this worry that we often have recognize in those moments, if you catch yourself worrying, one, can I control this? Two, yes, no, okay, if I can, great. If not, what can I influence here? How can I make myself feel good so I'm influencing from a place of alignment? And the next, once you've identified those thoughts, if it's quite repetitive, if you're worrying about one thing and jumping onto the next, ask yourself questions like these. Where's the concrete evidence this thought. If you're worrying about something, let's say you've got a kid and they're going to school and you're worrying about bullying or you're worrying about are they going to be okay, they're going to, a, to to a new school, where's the evidence that backs that up? And often we are projecting our own concerns, we're projecting our own experiences, our own beliefs, our own map of the world So actually, you might be worrying about things that, again, are completely out of your control. It might be a workplace thing and you're worrying about a meeting on Thursday and it's Monday. And like, where's the concrete evidence for for that meeting going as you're worrying about it? And if there is no concrete evidence, take a breath and refocus back on what you can control, which is you in that moment. Another great question is sort of asking yourself, am I assuming the worst here without considering other possibilities? Now, this one always kind of catches people out in the best way. When someone's worrying, I'm always like, is this kind of the worst case scenario here? And often people go, "Um, well, no, because it could be. And when we actually explore the thoughts, it tends to be that they've jumped to the fully catastrophize, like they've gone to the worst case scenario. And then when we explore other possibilities and kind of consider them, we then come to realize quite often that, one, it's probably unlikely that any of them will happen, but two, the other possibilities are often less worrisome. And another question, how likely is the outcome I'm, fa- I'm fearing? Really? how likely is this to happen? And this is about having that self-awareness, having the awareness in those moments when you are worrying, when you're overthinking, to actually step in, break that chain and just pause for a moment, suspend your reality and just, what am I thinking? Am I catastrophizing this? Am I assuming the worst case scenario here? Where's the evidence for this? And this is doable. This is so possible for you. I promise you it is. I have been through this myself. I was, oh, the worry I, I used to have about everything. Everything would just always be, what if this goes wrong? What if, oh, it's, it's almost sometimes like that, Far from where I am now, that it's like hard to even kind of step back into that. But my heart remembers. There's still that little part of me that's like, oh gosh, yeah, I remember that. I can feel it right now. But it's doable, and it takes a commitment. And that is what I would highly recommend. If this is if this is spoken to you, like really take this away. Know that it's possible for you. If you love the science behind it then we can thank neuroplasticity for this. That, that malleable brain that you have is capable of change. You are capable of changing your thoughts. It takes practice, it takes awareness, and it takes repetition. But between you and I, you have this. If you're listening to this, I always say this, that it's just, it's, this isn't a fluke. This is not a coincidence. This is a part of your life path, and I urge you to keep going. I would love to hear how you found this episode. If there's something in particular that's really spoken to you, feel free to share. If you've really enjoyed it, this is so good for me to know because then it really helps to kind of guide the future episodes. You can leave a review on, I think, pretty much all the podcast sites. You've got Apple, you've got Spotify. You can leave a review there. My inbox is always open. Head over to Instagram, Facebook... Uh, LinkedIn kind of not really there yet I'm there but not there (laughs) but I would love to know and of course on this note I'm going to wish you a wonderful rest of your week feel free to share this with a loved one if you think that this would support them too and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, I would be so grateful if you could share this with a friend who you just know would love it too. And if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe so you'll be the first to know when next week's drops. Sending you all the love and light.